Welcome to the ninth episode of our podcast series for advisors considering the independent space. Today's episode is called Trust in Yourself, Taking a Leap of Faith to Build an Enduring Legacy. I'm Mindy Diamond, and this is Mindy Diamond on Independence. This podcast is available on our website, diamond-consultants.com, and on wealthmanagement.com, as well as iTunes and other resources. I started this series with a goal of sharing advice, information, and most importantly, the experiences of those in the independent space. And it's the candid sharing of those experiences to me that really drives home the potential for you, our listeners. As someone who may be considering a move to the space, but who doesn't have access to advisors who can tell you what they went through on their journey, you may be concerned that all you hear or read about isn't the real deal. Well, today, I have the real deal. In this episode, I have with me Tim Adams. Tim left his role as an advisor at Smith Barney and in partnership with his wife, Donna, in 2009, formed the independent firm, the Princeton Group, based in Yardley, Pennsylvania, under the Wells Fargo Finet umbrella. Tim's story will answer a lot of questions that seem to be on most advisors' minds, such as will my clients follow? What about leaving the big brand name behind? Is going independent too hard or risky? And many others. I think you'll find his story one that you can relate to. So let's get right to the conversation. Tim, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's jump right in. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your business. Well, I started my practice with my wife, Donna Sab, who's uh, been a financial advisor for about 30 years. I've been uh, in practice for 25 years. And together, we've been here at uh, the Princeton Group in Yardley, Pennsylvania since 2009. And we are a... um, a full-service brokerage firm with about uh, half a billion of assets under management. Great. So you are independent with Wells Fargo Finet. Can you tell me a little bit about your path to independence? And what I really want to know is, had you always considered yourself an entrepreneur at heart, or did you wind up there because your frustrations mounted at your old firm and you wanted to practice in a different way? Well, in 2008 and 2009, Donna and I, we were at Smith Barney. We were regular wirehouse uh, financial advisors. And during the the crisis, I was increasingly frustrated with uh, Citigroup and Smith Barney. And we decided that if we were going to fail in our practice, if things were not going to work, it was because we were a mess. We weren't good business people. And we didn't want to be the vicissitudes of other firms. So we were really unhappy with what was happening with uh, Citigroup and the financial industry. And we really felt that we needed to make a decision for ourselves. So we, you know, we sat back and said, you know, we can do this ourselves. We don't need to be so concerned about what other people are going to do. We're going to be successful because we're going to be successful. And that's why we kind of moved to independence. That's when we really began looking for that. So being associated with Wells Fargo Finet, we know, especially now, more so even than nine years ago when you broke away from Smith Barney, 
There are many versions of independence. So what led you to choose Wells Fargo Finette over the others? Essentially, why did you choose them? But I'm hoping given a lot of the negative press surrounding Wells Fargo today, would you choose them again? And has any of that negative press impacted you as an independent? Well, back in 2009, when we finally moved over, the reason we chose them was because we felt Finet really had what I felt was the wirehouse feel with the independent money. They had the level of experience in managing practices like mine. They had the products and services that my clients were accustomed to coming from the wirehouse. And for me, it was just an easy transition. I had looked at all the other firms from Commonwealth, LPL, Raymond James, all the other firms. And for me, Wells Fargo Finance stacked up to what I was accustomed to in the wirehouse world. Now, obviously, at the time, I was very happy with uh, Wells Fargo's reputation. I felt pretty strong about, you know, their presence. And clearly, this period of time that we're going through now with uh, the banking issue uh, clearly has been an issue and something that I've been concerned about. But in the end, I really have felt that relationship with me rather than their relationship with the firm. And it's something that I've always felt positive about, and, and it really bears true. So while I've been disappointed with the original issue, I've been happy with their responses and putting things back together again. But ultimately, for me, as an independent financial advisor, my relationship with my clients is what's important. And that has made it easier for me during this period of time. That's actually very good to hear. And I'd be surprised if you said anything different, because as an independent, it's infinitely more about you. As long as Wells Fargo is able to support you from a platform and service perspective, you are not the bank and the bank is not you. Can you tell me a little bit about your goals for the business? I know one of the things you had shared with me offline was that you've grown inorganically as well as organically by looking to recruit and acquire other businesses. So has Finet been a good partner in that regard, the right partner in supporting your goals? And tell us a little bit about those goals as you move forward. Sure. When I really came over, one of the things that I realized is that being independent is great. This is like a great place to be. It's a great way to do business. I always tell people I'm 58 years old and I'm lit on fire every day about running my own business. And one of the things that was important for me to do is I wanted to share my excitement about independence with others and give others the opportunity to become independent. And one of the things that Wells Fargo Finet has done for me is taught me a couple of things. One, how to be a good owner, giving me the tools to make that happen. But they've also talked to me and shown me how to recruit and to grow through mergers and acquisitions and general recruiting. And they've been an exceptional partner. And, and it's not because they not only the economics that they can provide, but really the insight on who do I want in the office? How do I want to build a practice over a period of time? 
so that I look for the right person to come into my practice that meets my business needs. It taught me how to really look at my practice and take the long view so that I find the right candidate that's a good fit for me, good fit for them, good fit for the practice at large. So for me, they've been an exceptional partner. Tim, when you first left Smith Barney and looked to go independent, did you have the goal of growing by acquisition and recruiting then? Or did that sort of evolve over time? Because many wirehouse advisors are jazzed by the notion of independent. They actually eschew the notion of inorganic growth just because it seems overwhelming and impossible and more than they could even imagine. And when they begin to get educated about the economics, the operating leverage that they create by growing inorganically, they're jazzed by it. So was it something you came to right away? How long did it take you to sort of get to that awareness? It was not something that was first and foremost on my mind when I became independent, but it was something that was evolutionary for me. When I began to understand how I could do it and how I could grow my practice, not one IRA at a time, but one one book of business at a time, and then when I realized the economic leverage that I had to make that happen, I became excited about it. But there's also something more, I mean, because the economics are really great. But what I really, really enjoyed was giving some of my fellow advisors the opportunity to be free, Mm -hmm. free to conduct the business that they wanted. And that's what lit me on fire more than the economics. And the economics are great. So I, I kind of grew into that process over time. And that's what's been very exciting for me. So tell us a little bit about how those deals you've done by recruiting or acquiring other practices. You just mentioned to me offline that you are headed west next week. Tell us a little bit about how the deals you've done have worked out, how doing those deals impact your bottom line. Well, I would have to say that over the past, I really started getting in earnest in 2012, uh, beginning the process. So I've brought over about nine people into my practice and I've bought three books of business. And it has been significant for me. I think we're now ranked number 31 in the Finet rankings for the, all their practices. And, you know, I started well below that. But the real interesting thing for me has been looking for the right person to find people that had a similar value system and the same idea for growth. So for me, the bottom line has been real strong. It's been real good. But the the real adventure is really thinking about where I'm going to take the practice over time. Mm -hmm. Where am I going to take it to? How am I going to get there? And how can I build the practice with like-minded individuals? And so for me, searching throughout the country, looking for the right people, has been the exciting part of it all and and really setting them free to do what they want to do. So let's pivot for a second back to your individual business, um, because certainly the excitement around growing inorganically is obvious. But 
Do you believe that being independent has made your business, you, more productive as an advisor or grown faster than you would have as an employee? Oh, absolutely. When I first came over, I had like a little trepidation about becoming independent. You know, would people accept us? And, and I moved over in the age of, you know, at the, during the time frame of Bernie Madoff. So, you know, it was very, you know, it was kind of, you know, filled with anxiety about the move. And I sat with one of my clients and I told them that I was, I was doing this. And the reason I was doing it because I wanted to own my business, that I wanted to feel good about it, that I really felt that I wanted to take my business in the direction I wanted to and treat my clients the way I wanted to. And the client said to me, looked me dead in the face and said, Tim, you've always worked hard. But now that I know you own it, I know you're going to work harder. Mm-hmm. And it was very fortuitous because, you know, in the end, I, I feel that I am working harder in the sense that I own it, but I don't feel like I'm working anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm building. So my own business has actually grown because I'm watching the bottom line. I'm watching what I charge my clients. I'm concerned about making sure that I deliver a product because my name is all over it. It is mine. And so I find excitement in that. So our business has grown. We're able to develop new clients. I don't feel limited in any way. And in fact, I feel actually more free to do business the way that I want to. And so that was an awesome reaction, the quintessential reaction from the one client. How about the other clients? How was asset portability out of the gate? Anyone choose not to join you because you were independent? I would say I had about 5% regrettable attrition. And I couldn't tell at the time whether it was more about how things went during 2008 and 2009 versus being independent. I would say that I did not feel I lost clients because I went with Wells Fargo Finance because I went independent. I would actually say that some of them took more excitement in the growth of my business and the next evolution of my development as, an, as their advisor. And I think there was a level of excitement. I really didn't feel there was a, you know, a significant downside uh, for it. That's great. That's great. So the single biggest objection we hear from advisors considering independence, so those that are still sitting as an employee somewhere, they say, I'd love to do it, but I feel like my clients need a big brand name. And yes, you have the backstop of Wells Fargo behind you and you're able to leverage it as much as you want to. But what would you say to those considering independence even without a Wells Fargo name. So those considering going RIA or to any sort of less well-known independent, how important is a big brand name to an advisor these days? I think it is not significant anymore. You know, since I started in the business in the early 90s, you know, the evolution has, has moved from where, you know, you had to be with a big name to where people are less concerned about, they're more concerned about the relationship that they have with you and that I have with them. Because technology has given me all the tools that I need to do my job. And I don't require a big firm to do that. 
And I think that most people, most advisors, I would turn around and say, you got to have some faith in your relationship with your clients. If you're looking to run the business the way you want, focus on your relationship with your clients because that will help you service them better in any environment you do, and in particularly in the independent space. So I think the big name is disappearing as a significant factor in why people do business with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the second biggest objection we hear is, I'd love to go independent, but I'm afraid of the risk of moving. And whether that risk be because I may leave some chips on the table, whether the risk be because, just as we said, I believe that I need a big brand name, whether it be risk because a lot of them say, I have international clients or ultra high net worth clients, and I worry that those clients won't be as comfortable with the notion of independence. What would you say to those folks? I hear that question all the time in one form or another. And I have basically said to most of them, again, it is about your personal relationship. Your clients will trust you more than the firms. Now, for me, what I really discovered going independent was how much handholding Finet did with me to bring my clients over. Mm. They actually have systematized the transition of of clients and made it significantly easier than when I moved from Merrill to Smith Barney. From the client portal to the the experience that they had to helping me and putting people in my office, it was a very sophisticated operation to help me bring people over. Plus, they added on another layer of marketing to help me talk to my clients more. They spent a great deal of time up front talking to me and really kind of helping spell out what I should be saying to my clients, what's really important. They gave me their levels of experience to talk to my clients about why I have become independent. I think from, you know, and and the other part of your question was really about the complexities of different accounts from an international flavor. You know, when one of the guys just came over to my office in the past five months, I've moved over accounts from Asia to Europe. You know, there are complicated accounts, but they can be moved and can be done. And independent financial advisory firms have the capability of doing this. You know, it's not a big mystery. It can be done. It's pretty easy. Great information. Thank you. So two final questions. Any regrets about having gone independent? Yes. I wish I had done it sooner. (laughs) So 100% of the people I asked that question of give that answer. I'm smiling because I I would have been shocked if you said anything else. That's actually, thank you for that. Funny. And the final question, what advice would you give other prospective breakaway advisors, those that are currently employees at a brokerage firm that are looking for or beginning to think about the freedom, flexibility, and control that independence would offer them, and just sort of waiting and watching and wondering and all of that, what would you say to them? When I look at people in the face and have a conversation about going independent, if you're sitting on the sidelines and you want to do it, I'm going to say trust in yourself. Trust in yourself that you can do this. It is not an overwhelmingly complicated process. There's not a mystery about doing this. You know, for instance, Finet 
can help you set up your everything from your office to your healthcare to all this. It is not a big mystery, but really trust in yourself and do it and feel the kind of confidence in yourself and your clients that you can be a wildly successful financial advisor in the independent space where you can build an enduring legacy for you and your family. And you can do it because I did. Tim, thank you so much. That was incredibly helpful. And I imagine a lot of people will really enjoy hearing your insights. Thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Trust in yourself. Tim's mantra on going independent is an important one and worth reiterating, especially at a time when some big firms are pulling out of protocol and forcing advisors to trust that their clients are more loyal to them than their firms. So I hope you found this conversation insightful and come away with some knowledge gaps filled in your own exploration of the independent space. In our next episode, we'll be looking at the economics of independence and compare them against those inherent in accepting a traditional recruiting package from another big firm. I know it's a hot topic for those considering the next chapter of their business lives, so I hope you'll join us. Until then, I encourage you to visit our website, diamond-consultants.com, and click on the tools and resources link for some valuable content. And if you're not already a recipient of our weekly email, Perspectives for Advisors, please click on the blog link to browse recent articles. Feel free to email me or call me directly if you have any specific questions. I can be reached by phone at 908-879-1002 or email mdiamond at diamond-consultants.com. Please note that all requests are handled with complete discretion and confidentiality. I thank you for listening. I also want to thank wealthmanagement.com for sharing this podcast with their viewers and subscribers. This is Mindy Diamond on Independence. Music